The worst thing about prison was the was the Dementors. He says she's not gonna say that. She would never say no because of the implication. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. I don't know if I'm gonna be putting on this headset again. My the meatloaf! Fuck! Welcome to the Get the Fuck Out of Here pod. Or actually, no, wait, hold on. We changed our name. What Get out of here. Get out of here. I like that call by you. It, yeah, the I, TF... like, I think I think it's better. The TF was a little, just didn't look great. Get out of here is a little more clean, a little better, easier to say. Yeah. I think there's um, also a fine line between like wanting to be a little raunchy and adding like a, you know, like they have TF in there. Like that stands for the fuck. Yeah. Right? You know, they're a little gritty and all stuff, but it can also be really douchey and cheesy too. So right. I feel like it's so probably the same. Get out of here is a good, it's also a good, like, cause we say a lot of things to each other where you're going to be like, get out of here. What do you say? <laughs> at exactly. least, at least that's from my end. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I say a lot more of those things than you do, but it, it's <laughs> a better fit. Uh, and so this is episode two. If you have not checked out our first episode, which we have not advertised whatsoever, uh, make sure to check that out. Do you do you think we should do like a like you know on Joe Rogan? It's like number mm-hmm. twelve hundred. Obviously, this is number two. Yeah. Do we do that? I think do. It might be. Uh, it might be funny if we say it's like episode twelve hundred, but <laughs> just saying <laughs> it straight up. Straight up, episode two might not. Uh, should we start? Should we start in like start. the forties or something? Yes, yeah. yeah, <laughs> episode like, forty-six or something. They're like, I don't, I don't know, know where who I can these find guys the first are. forty-five. <laughs> yeah, that might be good. No, no one could find them. Suddenly, it's a it's a whole puzzle. I love it though. I mean, at some point, we're, we're going good. to have guests and we're going to interview them. Who the right. guests are will not be. Uh, you know, they'll be our friends and our family at first. Yeah, won't uh, be a Rogan level guest list yet. Yet, Definitely. yet, yeah, yeah. As far as a timeline, though, I we're pushing it. We're we're, we're making some serious progress considering. I, so uh, I titled the titled the pilot episode last week the best pilot since Lost, and I made myself chuckle about it. So feeling good, <laughs> feeling good though. Feeling good, so yeah. uh, anyways, Sunday five p.m. Good time. I'm feeling chill. How are we doing today? We're all good. Good. It's been a good day. Uh, not a better Sunday activity than watching Sunday of a golf tournament, falling asleep, napping to that. Um, so that was a good Sunday. Good, good Sunday hungover activity. Is that what um, you usually do on Sundays uh, since NFL? Yeah, since the NFL. Um, you take naps watch and watch golf? And it's great. There we go. It's a great Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do we're, anything else. Not gonna... <laughs> we're, uh, <laughs> I feel like, the, the, I guess, the Super Bowl was like two weeks ago. And then yeah. so we got this past weekend, this sun, this weekend, and then next weekend, and then We'll have March Madness by that time. So we've right. almost made it. Well, we've almost made it. And we still have uh, XFL. I've been watching a little bit of XFL. I don't know about you. So what What, what are uh, your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I love it. My guy, the DC Defenders. Uh, they just <laughs> lifted the uh, – so they play at City Field, which is like where the uh, – I think where DC United plays. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole beer snake thing? Have you been hearing about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that started last year, right? Yeah, that started last year, but then they uh, – that was like a USFL thing, I think. And then they banned it after the first game of the XFL, and then they made this whole thing. They're like, oh, they're like revisiting the like decision to ban it, and it just got like – the ban was lifted last week, which is great. So everyone in this last game was going crazy with all the beer snakes, which is awesome. That's great. I feel like considering 
because I, I, I had the XFL on my notes, and my notes are such bullshit if you just look at from top to bottom. But I, uh, I feel like an XFL or a USFL or uh, was it what was that league? The Big Three. Whose league was that? Ice Cube. Oh yeah, the basketball one. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, uh, the, that was the fad. Yeah. What a shocker! Nobody wanted to see forty-five-year-old <laughs> Rashid Wallace play three on three, boxing out forty-eight-year-old Charlie Villanueva for a combined two All-Star appearances over thirty-eight years in the <laughs> league. No, just anyways. Yeah, we've, I, we've seen enough of that. I might go on <laughs> a rant. Of that I, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put a bookmark in that rant. I uh, and maybe a half hour in it, I'm just going to, I'm going to remember it again and tee off. But in terms of Good. the XFL stuff, I feel like if you're starting a league like that, the only way to really be successful is to have crazy rules and have it be a fucking party. That would be yeah. my advice. If I was in the front office of any of these leagues. Right. And I think they're doing that. I mean, some of the rules are really cool. The three point conversions and onside kicks and stuff are super cool. Uh, yeah, the, and the big thing, the- I think, it's fourth and 15. It's like a right? fourth and 15. Yeah. To do an onside, um, which I love, which is hilarious. But the, the, the best thing is you just got to make it like a crazy atmosphere for the fans. Yeah. Like there should be beer snakes. There should be no rules in the stadium whatsoever. I, um, I feel like they should almost have like one of those like coupon things. Like if you get kicked out like two weeks from now, you're coming in for free, like almost yeah. <laughs> turn it into the waste management open. Where it's yeah, like, incentivize it's the rowdiness, the party. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Um, but I do want to go to a, a DC Defenders game at some point. I so, on, so you said they play at the soccer field. How many teams are there? There's like eight. Yeah, I think there's eight, eight or twelve. Eight. Um, I, I love with these new leagues the names they come up with. Yeah, because I think there's the San Antonio Brahmas. I saw there's the Brahmas. There's like the. Uh, do you DC know what Defenders. a Brahmas is? I have no I, idea I what that no is. Idea. I have no idea. There's like the Guardians. Uh, there's. Some bizarre. Let me look some of these names up. I almost don't uh, want to like learn what a Brahma says. I almost want to just think, put that away. I could be wrong. I think a team is the okay. Yeah. Okay. St. Louis <laughs> Battlehawks. Love that. Seattle Sea Dragons. Also Arlington Renegades. That's a good name. Renegades mm. is good. Houston yeah. Roughnecks. I don't know what a Roughneck is. I don't know if that's some historical reference or, or something. Just a bunch um, of tough guys. Yeah, I guess a bunch of tough guys. The Vegas Vipers. That's a great I like name. It. I like it. If Vegas you know the is it alliteration, is that the term where it's yeah, uh, alliteration sounds? Yeah, I think that's the way to go. I wouldn't advise taking the WNBA route of having it be like a thing. It's like the Fury. Yeah. It's like what the hell yeah. is that? Like what, pick an yeah, animal, kind pick of a guy. Up. Yeah, yeah. Keep it simple. <laughs> K A S S. Keep it simple, that's stupid. Great. That's been my motto recently. Uh, has it <laughs> with betting and everything keep it simple stupid don't do any of these crazy Mike. things just keep it simple yeah. keep it simple don't freak out um <laughs> but yeah i uh it remains to be seen what the xfl is going to be uh but if they do it as like a training ground for the nfl and a couple guys from every year can get signed to teams then it's going to be perfect but i have no i have no yeah. idea how the financial implications of it work whatsoever or what kind yeah, of financial that, backing cause, they cause, have it, our senior year of high school, so this is when four years ago, they had the uh, AAF, if you remember that, the Alliance yeah. of American Football. Yeah. So my older brother's best college friend's dad, Rick Neuheisel, right. uh, coached the was it the Arizona Hotshots. Good ball we club, were good program. All, all it, we were all in. Like I, I literally like you could bet out, which is obviously was great. 
and that was when I started betting. So that was awesome. And I always remember that, but like looking back on that league, that week, that league went bankrupt in week eight. It literally yeah. stopped in the middle of the year. I, uh, and I feel like just looking back on it, I was probably one of the total 25 people that was like, a, like con- could consider themselves a locked into it. Yeah. 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 And that was because I personally had connections to the team. I, I just feel like with these new leagues, you got to make it a party. They're being so much more open on the betting end, uh, right. which I feel like the UFC, and we'll get into that in a second. UFC's done a lot. Like I remember, I think in, last night for one of the prelims, or it was on the main card, but one of the prelims to the main fight. I don't know the fucking term. Sorry. I'm not, uh, I don't know. If but between round one and two, they had like a live odds thing. And it was like, that's very cool. Cause I'm, now I want to bet it. And like, that's, yeah. putting my money into the pot i just feel like that's the only way to go about it because i you can't convince me to give a shit about aj mccarran yeah he can't be the and face I, of the league i honestly am coming to an end on this argument because i can't name another player in the league like that's yeah. the only guy i, know. I just feel AJ. like that has to be the route yeah they they, they need to do that they also need you know how all the Raiders fans dress up in like those bizarre like goth outfits for every game? Yeah. You need to be getting those guys to the <laughs> Roughnecks games and have them be dressing up as Roughnecks or as Sea Dragons or Battlehawks. Because if you can get those that population of people who will dress up like in those bizarre, terrifying costumes and you're getting them to XFL, you're good. That's who you got. I feel like maybe you start having recruiters and scouting people go to uh you know you know the whole LARP thing, live action role yeah. play? Yeah. I feel like that's gotta be the the demographic. That's the talent pool. Yeah. I if think you, you take you have you get a couple guys just posing in those outfits, like a sea dragon outfit. A couple guys and, dress them up, employees, and then people start thinking this is a thing. And then it becomes, you know, it takes takes control of itself, and you got a whole army of sea dragons dressed up for every game. (laughs) And suddenly, it's just a huge performance, and and they're getting money on the game. You got the live odds there; they're putting money on the game. It's perfect. I think Um, we could probably ballpark ten percent of live action role play participants have any interest in sports. I think that's a good number to go off of. Yeah, we got to target that ten percent. Um, but that, that's, that's going to be a low population. Uh, moving on, you and I texted about the fight last night. My guess is, and I'll be straightforward, neither of us know a whole lot about UFC. But I know when we're watching it, we're into it. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, I was awesome watching that. I wish it was a, a little bit of a more competitive fight. But I love the fact that John Jones is like the greatest of all time and he's just so good. And the only reason he's not like – one reason has issues is just like he does cocaine and like steroids, but he's like so fucking good and everyone knows that. And he took three years off and comes back and wins in like two minutes, which is insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I respect that take. I think for me, it's more like, and obviously I, I honestly uh, split the package with my buddies, like very last second. Like we drank the during the day, stayed at night, time came, the prelims were over, we had to buy it. Right. I just feel like if you've been looking forward to that fight for months and months and you're a diehard USC person and then you watch it, you watch five hours of fighting and they're milking the fuck out of it on TV and then it turns into a submission tap out of nowhere in 30 seconds. Like that almost is keeping me from 
becoming like a huge UFC guy. There's a lot of other reasons just in terms of like, I just haven't gotten into it to begin with. I just feel like that's yeah. something that would piss me the fuck off. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, it's tough than justifying. It's like, Oh, it's still worth it. <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah. that, I, I wasn't, that wasn't worth the, the, all the theatrics and the whole uh, anticipation for that. But I feel like it would be a know. lot worse if the, the woman in the, uh, the fight before, which was also a title fight. That was, uh, yeah. That if was that awesome. wasn't like the craziest upset, who was it Grasso like plus six sixty? I texted she was you, plus my buddy. 850, plus eight fifty, I think. Eight fifty. Yeah. Okay, even yeah. worse. There we go. Uh, my buddy had her plus six sixty in a parlay, uh, four legs. I think it was like thirty five to win two point five k, and like that was the entire time. Like that was the big thing that hits. He had John Jones plus three eighty uh, TKO, and which is obviously a huge long shot too. But if you consider circumstances, yeah. it's like holy shit. Uh, but that was crazy. I, I I feel like I gotta get into the betting side of it more. It's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, you know, I love um, I love just the fact that Joe Rogan announces it and he knows he's so. It's so funny to me that he is like the biggest UFC guy, but he knows nothing else about any other sports. Yeah, like he doesn't. He, heard... he doesn't know anything about football. He doesn't know anything about basketball. He knows nothing about baseball, but he knows everything about usc and martial arts and fighting and all that and all the techniques that i know nothing about he legitimately knows nothing about other sports like it's not he like he actually not doesn't yeah, like he no. actually doesn't know anything no like <laughs> on the on the podcast he had uh dave portnoy on and he was trying to talk like football with him and he was like yeah i don't like i don't know <laughs> i don't know anything. i, I, like, I he, think i i listen i think i remember him saying like Something like I have like four interests and I can't add another one. I was like, that actually makes sense because yeah. you're probably the most productive person on the fucking planet. So like, it's okay. It's just funny. It's probably the only guy that likes fighting and not actual sports. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. But uh, I love Speaking, this. Uh, oh, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. I love this time of year because this is when I'm starting to watch a lot of college basketball. And I'll watch like one game yesterday. I watched Iowa State beat Baylor. And I think the exact same thing has happened the past five years where I'll watch Iowa State last week of the season pull off a big ups, upset loss. They're going to go into the tournament. They're going to be like a six or a seven seed. I'm going to pick them to go to the final four, and they're going to lose in the first round or, because I watched one game of them, and they're my guys. <laughs> they're my team. I think the flip side of that is I've watched UVA uh, beat Syracuse. And I like legitimately have not watched another UVA game. And in my head, I'm like, they're going to the final four. Like that's a fantastic team. They, they dismantled yeah. the zone, which is not really <clears throat> saying much. Cause if you paid any attention to Syracuse basketball, like we're, we're, we're dog shit, but I see what you're saying where you watch one team play one game and it's like, they're going to, they're going to do it. They're gonna it. They got it. I, I'm going to pick them. No one else is thinking this. I'm going to take them. No one else knows. I know something and uh, <laughs> it never works out. I'm still riding the high. When it comes to March Madness, when I was probably, I think it was 2009, when Kemba led UConn, when it was all the Kemba, like Kemba Madness in March, when he... I think the, the cardiac uh, Kemba stuff was really the Big East tournament. That's like where it started. Yeah, it Obviously, was the Big East. They, they ended up winning it all, but... They, yeah, they, were, they weren't going to get in without winning the Big East. They win the Big East, and I'm like eight years old. Maybe it was later, and I pick them to win the whole thing. I think they were a six seed. They snuck in. Uh, it might have been. Uh, it might have been an eight seed. I can't remember. But I picked him to win the whole thing. Won the bracket, and I've been riding that as like my one 
thing like i know how to do march madness because i picked uconn <laughs> in 2009 and every year since then i've been in like the bottom four of every single bracket yeah. but i still have that one victory going um, back to what you said earlier where now's the time that you get into college basketball i'm not even there yet i i honestly need the field like i paid attention to the acc obviously like syracuse all yeah. that stuff. but everything else like I'll, I'll obviously check the box scores but like as soon as the bracket comes out 99% of my college basketball knowledge on the entire year is going to be put into play uh, from the moment the brackets released into the first day of the tournament. Cause you, you know how, when you're doing the brackets on ESPN, you click on it and then you can see the conference record, the record, the like record versus quad one teams. And so you see right. that you're like, they're, they're really good against you know, the hard yeah. buckets. Like they play, they, they play up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. They're, they're a 10 seed, but they play really high yeah. up. You know, to the, they can beat a two seed, a three seed, etc. Uh, but I, I, it's it's really the best time of the year. It is. I completely agree. We will both openly admit today on March 5th, before everything starts, that we don't know shit. Simple as that. I guarantee you, I think it starts March 16th. March 15th, if you asked one of us about the tournament, we have 85 takes already, yeah. and we haven't seen one team play. And I love and it. And we're so confident in it. We know it. We know. And the best thing about it is, <laughs> it, like, no matter what, whether you are a college basketball fanatic or don't watch any sports, everyone does a bracket. Mm-hmm. And everyone is like, oh, yeah, I like this. I got my guys. I got my team. These are my guys. And, and my problem is I'll pick – like I do with the Iowa State every year. I'm not doing it this year. I don't even know if they're going to get in, but uh, hopefully not, so I don't get tempted. But like UCLA, that's my team. I already know. And I'm going to pick them to win it all. And I don't care. I don't care what the matchups are. I don't care who they have to go through. The first thing I'm doing when I get my bracket, I'm clicking UCLA, 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 and then seeing how And that's And that's because you like the program? Like the program. Love Nick. Mick Cronin. Yeah, so, on. so he, he he was at Cincinnati or he was Marquette? At Cincinnati. He was at Cincinnati right. and then a couple of years ago uh, came to UCLA and kind of built him back up. Um, mm-hmm. And they still have a lot of the same guys that they had from that um, Final Four run. Tiger Campbell, um, the point guard with the flashy hair. Did, He's still oh, there. Ju Zhang's still on the team? I think it's the last name. No, Ju Zhang's gone. But uh, Tiger's there. They have this – I don't know what nationality is, but they have Again, this European Again, coming back to my shooter. point, we know anything. Yeah. They're my guy. They're my team. <laughs> I can name one player and their coach. With, who, yeah, you can who name we know was coach Cincinnati. One player with the coolest name. It's like he's out of a movie. And then they got some European wig that's really dangerous <laughs> come March. That, that, that's what yeah. we know. That's what we're offering. Honestly, I have on one of my notes uh, – like like what is this podcast and i was gonna go on like a little spiel like this is not the place to be uh tuning into if you want to learn something this is more of like a sunday afternoon monday morning whatever take an edible lay in your bed close your eyes and just get entertained for an hour that's what this is yeah. we're, we're, we don't know anything. we're not educated <laughs> on any topic we're not, no. not nothing we talk about we know more about than two random guys you're going to walk into in a random place but th- i think that's a good thing that's not bad. But I think on the flip side, though, it, and I feel like this could be uh, attributed to sports teams as well. We know what we are, which is we don't know what we are. This is a podcast. It's like Seinfeld. It's a podcast about nothing. Right. So uh, speaking of March Madness, though, going on that, Joe Lenardi in 2023. First of all, don't you just love seeing him on the TV? Like, where the fuck awesome. are you the other 10 months of the year? Just like, Brian what are you doing? Day. 
brightens my day every time I see it. I, I saw about ESPN, though. They were uh, interviewing him, and they, obviously they got the first four in, last four out, all that stuff. His camera, because you know he's at home. You, you know no one's paying for a flight for Lenardi to come in. His <laughs> camera is actually insanely horrible and they need to get a makeup like i feel like it's such a, an investment for espn because it's like yeah this guy's gonna be on tv for two weeks why would we pay any money everybody already knows who he is everyone knows to spiel i saw as the funniest thing like what what is what's he doing during the summer yeah and i have no idea his background whatsoever i just know he's <laughs> the bracket guy it's like lenardi oh lenardi has the first four outs so they're not making it and it's like what does that mean <laughs> well like How what do you, yeah how do you, How do you that get guy? that job? How do you get that experience? What was he doing like 15 years ago? Was he like, I'm going to be the bracket guy. He's like, I'm <laughs> nailing it all year. Come March, they're going to have my name up there. I'm going to say, this is what I think is going to happen. Here we go. And I don't know how good of a track record he has either. Like, you know, no, I feel like it's never like, oh, Lenardi had a bad year. Everyone's like, oh, Lenardi said they got in. Oh, they didn't get in. <laughs> Committee screwed them. You know, it's like Lenardi is this sacred word uh, where everything he says is right and i don't know does he have access to any data that we don't have access to there's no you know? i mean there's a million right. handicappers in the world right now they probably know 10 times better than him and, and i love how he is the march madness guy because he'll fill out a bracket mm-hmm. himself which <sighs> is just hilarious because no matter if you know everything the whole point of March Madness is no one will ever get a perfect bracket. Everything gets blown the fuck up. And so, honestly, if my team loses, first thing I'll do after, uh, like if my champion loses, first thing I'll do is immediately go on ESPN, go to the feature brackets, click on his, and just watch him crumble and be like, okay, like yeah. this isn't a me thing. This is everybody. Everybody's yeah, fucking one yeah. guy who gets paid for this. Yeah. And there's every – the hard thing is I always, I always pick these bizarre upsets. I'll pick like a random 15 seed to beat. I, here's my thing. I'm not an SEC guy. I'm very anti-SEC in many ways. And so I'll tell you, there's a lot of teams I'm going to be taking. I think Alabama's going to lose the first round. That's just me. Uh, not a fan of that program right now, but that's not something. Do, I, do I dare ask do. why? Or is this <laughs> – why, why do you think uh, this? You, Do you know about the murder situation, the whole gun situation with Alabama? It's not great. Basically, no, not at all. Two months ago, <laughs> two months ago, one of their players uh, killed a woman, and the player got kicked off the team. And then it comes out a couple weeks ago, like a news report comes out that Alabama's best player, Brandon Miller, who was going to be like oh, yeah. a top ten pick this year, um, a really good player, gave the guy his gun for the murder. Are they and he's still talking playing. about this on like ESPN and stuff? Yeah. Oh, this has been like the biggest. Okay, so this is on me. This is 100% on me. This is, on, this is 100% on you, yeah. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is like the biggest, probably the biggest sports story the past two weeks, uh, which I'm you know, surprised. You know, I feel like I got to this, 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 this and be like, there's this, no way. <laughs> this builds into what we were just talking about, how we don't know anything about anything, you know? No, no. But that's no, a, no. yeah, that was a big, that was a big news story, and that's why I'm not a big uh, Bama guy. But anyways... I'm actually crying laughing because I thought your take was going to be like, they got a really fast tempo offense. They run the triangle, really not <laughs> yeah. good cut march. You know, you're talking about Tina Hassel in six games. Probably not going to have a They got, they got gun Nothing. violence and yeah. illegal activity. Okay. Very much fair point. I'll give it to you. Right. That, <laughs> that's, that's why I like great. him to lose uh, round one. But uh, 
Yeah, so uh, my problem is I'm going to pick some bizarre upsets that just aren't going to happen, and then I'm going to feel like an idiot when I picked a 15, mm. two 15s to be two, two twos, which isn't good. But <sighs> yeah. um, another thing on the call troops front, I was listening to a Dickie V game last night, and I was thinking of how he might be one Kansas, of my favorite. Kansas, 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 Texas? Kansas, Texas game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he might be one of my favorite human beings on this planet. <laughs> Dickie V. He's always been right down your alley. Because I, yeah. I think I was cooking lunch during the game yesterday, and like, I, like you're listening to it, and like he'll give his take, and then he'll kind of just like keep ad libbing as the game yeah. goes on. Oh, forget about oh, it! Baby. Oh, 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 baby! <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't give much actual analysis. He just has these catchphrases that he uses, like someone will make a three. Oh, baby! Oh, oh! <laughs> He's just he, he, screaming into the mic, but I love him. He, he's bringing the energy. He's also so casually like 88 years old. I, yeah, I feel he's like really ESPN's old. holding on to these guys. Who else we got? We got Chris Berman. Uh, who, who else? They got uh, Corsco uh, oh, Chris for college game day. Uh, oh, Cor- Cor- Corso's got to go. Corso's got to go. We're, we're going to start a petition. Go. Corso's got to go. Okay. Gotta go. I, like, listen, I Keep get he's got the whole Corso's got to go. You give the guy a mascot, he puts it on, everyone goes nuts. Besides that, he's on TV for, you know, he's on college game day, which I feel like is insane. I feel like ESPN almost has to turn him into the mascot, which I feel like would be a good fit for him. Uh, But one other guy I was going to go on was uh, Chris Mortensen, who, uh, again, we don't know anything, but I'm pretty sure had like a stroke or something because he he can't talk. And so he's giving the injury reports and like the the – the breaking news before the one o'clock kickoff and you're, you're watching it. And obviously we're in the same fan. So you're like, what, what the hell is, what are you saying? I can't understand what the fuck's going, going on. on. Yeah. Is Derek Henry playing? Is he playing? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. So uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, and I'm sure you have no idea about this, but uh, have you heard about the Barstool bar town bracket? I have no idea what that is. So unfortunately, Lex Vegas oh, is oh, not in the that. best, the best bar sit towns in all America. Yeah, yeah. Syracuse today moved to the Final Four. Wow! And you want to know the best part about it is if you ask every single person that goes to Syracuse, they will tell you we are a horrible bar town. We have really? one bar that ninety percent of the seniors go to. Their other three bars are uh, trashy, and they're honestly for kids younger than twenty-one, and. Like the fact that we are in this is hilarious because it's not even about what the best bar town is. It's about who cares about this competition enough to like get enough hashtags to vote. Yeah. To claim they're the best bar town. It's just, it's hilarious. Damn. So, but you guys should not be there is what you're saying. Whatsoever. No. So the, the way it worked is they had the, it's like a March Madness. So it's four regions uh, seated one through 16. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna check it out because they had it on like Barstool Cues and stuff. I think it's us, ECU, because Greenfield, North Carolina, huh. and then uh, here. Hold on, sorry, I'm looking it up. Do you know what college is in Minneapolis, Minnesota? I think that was one. Is that just Minnesota? St. Paul's, right? I feel like that's St. Paul's College. Keep going. St. Paul's College, so not yeah. Minnesota. It could okay. be. It, I mean, it could be Minnesota. I don't know. because uh, I assume it's just got to be big uh, schools. And then Pullman, Washington. So I assume is that that's Washington, Washington State? State. I think, yeah. That's right? bizarre, right? So it's just like the mo- like the four yeah, most so, okay, so this colleges. Just seems, yeah. Uh, and so we've been we just beat West Virginia, 
and we beat Penn State earlier. We're a five seed. Big uh, win. You got to watch out for those five seeds. They're dark horses. <laughs> but uh, it's just hilarious. I think if we win uh, the next two rounds, like Portnoy comes here and like High Noon sponsors like a party or okay. something. Anyway, cool. I thought it was worth mentioning. It'd be fun. It's just so be funny because – and one thing I want to ask you was when – like, and there's a big trade-off. And I'll, let me finish first. But like during March Madness or during College Football Saturdays, obviously you played a sport. Mm-hmm. You played football. So that's the flip side of it. But like did, what, what's it like being at a smaller college where it's not – you don't possible. have the real game day experience. <laughs> yeah, it's so a it's little sad. Dog, more, more, more not having Division One sports that are like yeah. on TV and can make March Madness. And you know, what I mean, it's a little sad, but uh, I mean, I'm okay with it because I still have like UVA still my team just because of my family yeah, yeah. and all that. So it would be nice. It certainly would be more fun if we did have that, but we don't. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we all, it is fun though, because a lot of my, like everyone has their own different team. Like a lot of my, I have a bunch of like LSU friends, Georgia friends. Mm-hmm. And so like when they win an Addy, like I, we're all celebrating with them because okay, we yeah. all act like we're Georgia guys now. Um, so that part is fun, but it's, uh, there's no question. It would be a lot more fun if we did have that, but you know. It's, uh... I feel like such an asshole because I, I I heard myself <laughs> say it out loud and it's like what what could you possibly say? <laughs> what's it like? It sucks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be nice. It would be nice. But, but again, uh, the know? flip side, you played college There's, sports. Yeah, yeah. So it that is funny is though. Like uh, just when you guys are in the off season, I'm sure like or sa- is Saturday's the a big dirty day. Is that is that yeah. day drinking yeah. for the most part? Yep. It's just funny how like. Because you're obviously in the fall, you're playing football. So, like, those Saturdays you're missing because of playing. But then the rest, like, college sports, while you're in college, I feel like I can't follow college sports at all because – It's very hard, yeah. I'm drunk that day. (laughs) I feel like that's why people get so big into it in their, like, 30s and late 20s. Like, after you graduate college, it's like, oh, we got to watch the game this Saturday. Especially – Right for you, yeah. like if you're living with Syracuse buddies, like they're all like, "Oh, we gotta watch the guys <laughs> on Saturday because yeah. it's just something to do." Because um, you're not going to be partying as much. Um, yeah, but I think that's the great thing about sports, and that's the fun thing about. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was uh, celebrating New Year's in Nashville, and we went to the. Uh, can't remember what bowl it was, but there was a bowl game in Nashville. Oh, at, the Tennessee uh, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ten- it was it was a great game. It was Tennessee and oh Purdue, and yeah, uh, it's just Wasn't so there, funny. Was that the one with the last second call? Yeah, or was that? It was some big. What was that call again? It was, it was, they went to overtime. They overruled like a touchdown that they had, like a goal line thing, and then mm-hmm. um, it was something like he had gotten in, but then they didn't give him forward progress, or they they, they blew it dead, but then he reached over and got in. And so everyone thought he was in, but since they technically blew the whistle, it didn't count, and all the Tennessee fans were that angry. Sucks. But the the funny thing about that is the best thing about college sports is you have the kids that are actually at the school. The There were Purdue kids, like, being really annoying, like, chirping, but just having a mm. good time. And then there's, like, the 50-year-old Tennessee dads are like, I want to fight those guys. I want to kill those guys. I don't <laughs> say that about my program. And they're yeah. getting, like, held back by their wives. And that's the funny part is you have the 50-year-old guys who haven't been there in 30 years. But uh, like speak, they hear anything against their program and they they get pretty angry. So 
Was it that, last week that you point. said while in Mardi Gras the, the scariest people were the old guys? Yeah, the old that, guys that, that thought they were young. Trip every year, they're like, "Oh, we're going to Mardi Gras. We're, let's do this." Like they're fifty-five <laughs> and they do it every year, and they're more drunk than the college kids that are there. Which uh, the is, only reason is... the only reason I feel like that makes sense is because college kids, like obviously, can are probably capable of drinking more, but it's more of a regular activity. Whereas those guys, since it's last like, March, have had that day circled right, on their circled calendar. on their calendar. They're waiting. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, here we go. We can just let loose a couple days, guys." Uh, yeah. yeah. What one thing? Uh, I think I think it was Barstool again. Just we we keep getting copped out by Barstool for no reason. <laughs> I, I it's just the funniest thing. But, but I think like the semester or the year we were going into our freshman year of college, Syracuse was ranked as the number one party school uh, uh, by Barstool. It was like, wow, that's awesome. And then you go to Syracuse, so like this is a great party school. People are nuts. I love it. This is nothing compared to the big 10, the SEC. Like we have numbers. They have numbers. They have fucking bodies on bodies and they're waking up early. Like I I just never got how we have this reputation that we are this crazy school when we're just so clearly not. I I just find it funny. Well, it it goes into what you were saying about how it's just all those competitions are just, who's going to vote the most, like who's going to yeah. be, Hey, let's get this. Like the, the real number one school doesn't care enough. They're exactly. too busy partying to do, to do these votes, these online Twitter polls to, to yeah. determine that they're the number one school. Um, I, uh, but that's, that's what, a good, what, good, good metric to have. What I said yesterday was like, they have stuff that's actually going on. We don't, that's why we're winning. That's what this really is. What you <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, they're, they're too busy actually uh, partying to respond. Did you see the? Uh, I think it came out today. The uh, Chris Rock stand-up special, fucking teeing off no. on Will Smith. No. Okay, so the the video I saw was about two minutes. It's like it's on Netflix. Like this is very okay. much like it's out. I uh, I love it. He is so. What he's doing is he's not like shitting on Will Smith directly. He's doing it indirectly. So like the way he was saying it was like. Like, everybody's calling him a bitch. Like, this person's calling him a bitch. That person, like, he's naming celebrities and stuff. And then over and over, he keeps going, everybody's calling him a bitch. And he pauses, he goes, every, like, pretty much saying, like, fuck you. Like, everybody's saying, fuck you. I'm not going to say it because I want to fucking hit again. But he is making headlines. I love it. I I mean, I guess it was, what, last Oscar? So it's been about a year. That was nice. Yeah. That time does fly. I remember... I uh, was in a communications class uh, that Monday morning after, and like I had some other assignments, so I wasn't on social media. I had no idea it happened, and like I found out in that class, and like actually the entire class, I kept raising my hand, like this is real. Like you're not gaslighting me. Like this actually happened. Yeah, I I still, I'm still a little skeptical of it. (laughs) What are you skeptical of? Uh, it, It just seems so perfect that oh. Oscar ratings are going down the past couple of years. Let's have this happen between these two guys. He's going to slap them. Everyone's going to be like, no way that happened. I got to watch this. I got to watch this. I got to tune in. I mean, I, I was in bed and I saw it on Twitter and I was like, oh my God, what the hell? And then I tuned into the Oscars because I was like, I want to see if this actually did happen. So it, uh, that's the inner skeptic in me. It probably was real. Probably wasn't scripted, but there's you're, always you're, a little reason. You're to keeping suspicious. the door open. You're keeping uh, the door yeah. open. When in 10 years from now, if it comes out, I'm like, I was right. And if it never comes out, I can always be like, it's always good to be a little skeptical. <laughs> so, so would situation. you, 
could I classify this take as a conspiracy theory? By it's you? not a conspiracy theory. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm just a healthy skeptic, which sounds like someone who actually is know. a conspiracy theory guy to say that. It um, sounds like a conspiracy theory. Honestly, I was thinking earlier today, like, what if I just bring up one conspiracy theory every episode and we talk about it? What do you think? It's not a bad idea. I'd be in for that. If, if there's, uh, and honestly, going going further on it, if we were to ever have a guest that we were to do conspiracy theories with, there is no one better than uh, people over fifty. Like my dad, I think what what was it? He was on Twitter. This is a while ago, like early Twitter, and he like told my brother and I, like, you guys see the news? We're like, what are you talking about? He's like, Chr- Chrissy Teigen's a, a pedophile and sex trafficker. We were like. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you see that? Twitter. Okay, it's a conspiracy yeah. theory. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? But it's just so funny. Like you see they that info, so and it. you yeah. just oh my god! It's like oh, it's real. It's real. It's on Twitter. It must be real. Have you heard um, the, I would uh, be the, the the Paul McCartney uh, is dead conspiracy? I have not heard that one. All right, so we'll, we'll, I would, we'll chew on that yeah, one out later. We'll chew on that one. Well, yeah, I'll do some thinking on that. I would love to see some <laughs> of the evidence for that, um, but. <laughs> It's it's just like that's what makes Twitter so ridiculous is every single event there's the people that think it happened, people that didn't think it happened, and it just gets amplified and people get so into it and they just love obsessing over it and it's it, I'm not one of those guys. The Will Smith take might put me in that category. I don't think that's a conspiracy personally, but um yeah, it's getting a little uh, it's getting a little weird with some of the things that people are, are cooking up getting a little weird. What I like about conspiracy theories and talking about it is like, you can, and I've literally been in this situation before where like you, I'm like, I, I don't like talking about it. Like it's, I feel like it's a waste of time. And it's going to make me think in a way that's just not going to help anything. And then you hear something like, you know, well, you said, you know, I think it was a hoax. <laughs> and then you get dragged into it. And then suddenly all the fucking floodgates open and you're in the middle of a huge conspiracy theory. Theory conversation. Sorry, I've had a fucking cough all day. It's horrible. I, uh, but I love it. I. Uh, the, pro- who's that? the problem is once you start, once someone starts conspiracy theory, <laughs> it will never, ever be like finalized. No one will ever be, accept that. Like, oh, it's disproven. Like, it's the, the there's always gonna be there's always gonna be the small group of people that will always think something didn't happen or, or did happen or something like that. Gosh, oh my god, I love it. Did you see? Uh, I, I, you know, we'll talk about it. Do you see the Jackson Mahomes stuff? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. My only take, obviously very bad. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> my only take on it, my only take on it, it it's not like a hot take at all, is, okay. is this guy just the worst? <laughs> yeah, this guy, <laughs> but, this is not a good guy. If you really, like, run it down from, like, he's the sibling of a superstar athlete which people are going to hate no matter who you are because you're getting fame because your sibling has put in decades of work and, you know, all that stuff, obviously. And then you go down the line that he's this cocky son of a bitch that's doing these ticky-tacky, annoying TikTok dances. He acts like he's the shit. He's just the worst. And then this happens. So if you go down the checklist, all he's really missing is like shooting someone <laughs> like, yeah. to be the most he's... hated person. 
I, I just he's progressing I, down a bad path. Yeah, there's not a lot to like about the guy, if anything. Uh, I can't think, think of anything like, to, to to like about the guy. But is has there been an athlete's family? Because like like he's obviously I was talking about he's horrible. The wife is very unlikable when she's on the screen. <laughs> she has a bitch face, and then she's you know what I'm talking about. Has there ever been like an athlete's family that like everyone like just hates that much? I, I the don't interesting think there is. thing too is how I think Mahomes is so widely beloved because yeah. in and of itself, like he's he's Patrick Mahomes is a great guy, great player. Never had any issues with him. He's never been annoying or cocky. He's always been like a respectful, great quarterback who just goes out and does amazing things every week. But you mm. contrast that with his brother. And I think his wife's fine. I, I think people are a little too hard on her. But I, I don't uh, think anybody has an actual problem. It's more that like you see her on the jumbotron and she's not making good appearances. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, th- this might be a unique thing where nobody likes him because he- he's awesome, but his family surrounding him is very annoying and doing bad things. It's kind of the opposite. Not the opposite, but with the John ja Morant stuff. I don't know if you've been following that. That's insane. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I really got. <laughs> ja, it seems like he's doing this, um, you know, kind of self-inflicted, but also the people he's surrounded himself with are not good people to be surrounding himself with. But yeah, it, it's different equating the two, but the Mahomes situation is definitely uh, very unique. I, I had on my notes. I was like, only really one way to talk about it. It's like, that sucks. All right, we'll move on. Uh, what else do we got? So how about this? Oh, fucking uh, World Baseball Classic starts on Tuesday. Love that. Don't – I'm not I, – I, yeah, I'm not uh, – all I know is that, like, the Dominican team stacked is all I know. Uh, but I don't know what this really is. So I would love a little quick summary. <laughs> so it's – in terms of the actual format, I think it's a round robin. Then I, I actually don't know. I, yeah, I mean the the, the way with the I, I've looked at the odds because that's really what grabbed my attention. And so it's uh, plus two hundred is the DR, and the DR team is like just on paper, just the most stacked team that's like ever been assembled. It's like the All Star team, yeah. and then the US. Although the US pitching isn't as good as it probably could or should be, I. Uh, and then Japan at like plus 275. And then like the next is like plus 1,000 Venezuela. But it's interesting because the DR and the US are really the only two teams worth watching. And the reason why I'm not putting Japan in that conversation is because besides Shohei, and that, that's a big besides Shohei. Shohei is the face of the game right now. <laughs> it's like being like, like besides LeBron, I – they have Shohei and they have the Seiya Suzuki guy, I believe, the uh, who's on the Cubs. They're really – I think you, Darvish, too. There isn't a whole lot of known names on the Japan team. And if you think about it, the reason why is because no other Japanese guys play in the MLB. Like, it, it, it's very interesting because the DR, every they, – like, they obviously have their winter league, but – their, their league league is the MLB. So like everybody yeah. knows those guys, 95% of the stars in Japan are in Japan. So, so it's just very and, interesting. Like there's only how two does the quality, how does the quality of baseball compare in Japan to the MLB? 
I mean, they're I plus two seventy five. So they're 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 very legit. They're I not, mean, okay, I, they're legit. I don't know okay. for sure, uh, but I assume they're having all their best players play because this is yeah. the time to put Japan on the fucking map. Like, just in terms of, I mean, right now, because I, I guess if you go through the four major sports, right, NFL, like the XFL is clearly a minor leagues. NBA, there's no European league that's like rivals with the NBA. And it's not that Japan leagues rivals with the MLB. It's more that like all the Japanese guys are staying there. They're not coming over. Unlike the top European guys that are coming to the NBA. So it's just interesting. I don't know. Interesting to see. I I, I was thinking about um, you ran through the four leagues and I was thinking if I could own all the talk on the commanders being sold and the Nats hopefully being sold. um, If I could own one sports team, I was trying to think what that would be. I think I'd want to own the Nats. Putting aside which team you're the biggest fan of, like let's say if you're the actual sport, turns the actual sport, what it's like being the owner. I think baseball would be the best because I love the I love the whole concept of you have your farm, you build up your farm, and then those same guys bring you a championship, and then you trade them all away two years later if you're the Nats. (laughs) (laughs) You give them all up, and then you do it again and again and again. Yeah, a, a lot can change now. The, the the farm system and so on. You're talking about being an owner, not a general. I'm talking about manager. being an owner, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, I might probably want to be football, but or an NBA GM would be kind of sweet, but I don't know. I because I, I, I would love I owning a baseball owner, game. As an owner. Because like, like like hypothetically, if you're a sports owner, you're probably retired or on the board of whatever company. You're worth right. billions. You're in the back half of life. I feel like there's got to be nothing better than every day going to the ballpark and watching your team play. Like every day. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I was thinking about, though, with Mark Cuban's always at the Mavs games. I'm like, if the Mavs are playing like the Pistons, is he like, fuck, I got to go to this game? <laughs> or is he still excited to go every single night? You know, there's got to be some nights when he's like, I don't want to watch this. This isn't going to be. I mean, a good he's game. also like near the bench, right? He's not in a box. That's very no. Different. He sits courtside. Yeah, he's right in the middle of the action, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel it's like good, it's hard. It's a, to, good pro- it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Do I, I want to sit like courtside tonight or not? Maybe I'll call an early night. That's a if nice the, thing to be able to turn down. <laughs> no, no, no. I gotta have an early night. Nah, I've been a little, a little too booked up this week. Oh, I'm good. I love that. I uh, I feel like if you're the Pistons owner, you're probably not sitting outside. I I, I yeah. just feel like that's something I'm not proud of. Yeah, I, but, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. I I think. Well, first of all, GM, it's different from the NBA versus every other sport because it's just there's 12 guys and there's guaranteed contracts and all that. Um, be interesting. I don't know. I've never really thought about owning or being the GM or coaching. What I would actually do. I feel like. Yeah, I, I my feel like ideal. Owning, yeah, keep going. If I if I had to take it from all three levels, where I'd want to coach, I'd want to be a uh, college basketball coach. Love that. Build a program, right? Tony Bennett type guy. <laughs> uh, and then GM, I'd want to be an NFL GM. You know, go out make that big Why splash that? in the draft. Make the big splash in the draft because you build your team. We talk about making a big <laughs> splash in the draft. What? What is? Yeah. <laughs> Go out and get my guy. If I'm in a, a GM looking for a quarterback, I'm going to trade up. I'm going to go get me an Anthony Richardson guy type like that who I can build my franchise around. You don't get that 
in the NBA. The NBA is so contract based and it's so much of, oh, these six teams are competing. These 20 teams are tanking and that's it. In the NFL, there's hope every single year for every team. There really is. And that's what I love about it. And that's why I think a GM would be great. Owner, I want baseball. Let me build the whole farm, make the experience at the ballpark good. But again, that's know. not what the owner does. The, the, the GM's still doing the farm. Well, the, the GM's still doing that. I think it is. I know what I think it is. I think you, because like, let's say you're 75 years old and you're the GM at the Nats. I think you more want to go to the farm system games with the cane. Like, I'm just checking in. Like, like I think that would be that, – that's – am I – yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Shit right now? That's that right. Is. But I, but but the owner stuff, it's like, I feel like more so in the NBA or not in MLB, it's like, oh, Juan Soto, we're not letting him walk out of here. I'm giving him a blank check and he's signing it. I feel like that's not as much. You as still the case. have so much hope on Soto. Oh my gosh. Where have you been? You're in the middle of a rebuild. You're not going to extend it for four hundred million. I, <laughs> I, I, honestly, that's the last time I'll ever shit on you for it because that hope I know is all that you have right now. It's all you can have. It's all you can have. Yeah, this whole dream of being the owner of the Nats all kind of boils down to me having Juan Soto in the room and giving him the blank check and saying, <laughs> you sign it however much you want, you will be a Nat for life. Um, I, I but- would love I, – I feel like nobody needs the NCAA football video game more than you do. Yeah, yeah I, I – I, that's been on my calendar. A, yes, a program, the, the dynasty, building, getting your guys in, running your system. Uh, I was really sad to see that they delayed it another year because um, that's going to take am a while. I'm on to something if I had a take that was your dream job. Not like honestly, you take the sports out of it. It's building a culture. I think yes, that's what exactly. you want to do. Building the program, the, the dynasty. Else. Yes. Uh, that that's what I want. Um, so seven, eight years from now, assuming you know you, you go the med school path, you, you climb the the medical ladder, if that's what they call it. Right. Building that that culture Get my in the guys hospital. in, getting my docs in, my nurses, guys, women that lead the program the right way every day and day out. But you know, <laughs> if that, that stuff doesn't work out, I think I would be equally happy coaching Potomac School basketball uh, my entire life. <laughs> Being a football and basketball guy and just building a program, oh, they play hard. They play hard. (laughs) Honest question, would you rather be a coach or a booster? Oh, I'd rather be a football booster than a football coach. (laughs) I'd rather be a basketball coach than a basketball booster. So is there like some sort of path that you can, you know, take for the next 10, 20 years where – you're 21 right now. By the time you're 40, you are a basketball coach and a football booster. Is, is that a, a I possibility? Think that's possible. And I think that's possible. It might be a little. Uh, I don't know what the the landscape is going to look like, but that would be the ideal thing. I can get my buddy Garrity stuff, but I can also be my kind of program builder, leader of young men, guiding them, winning games, mm. winning championships, doing it the right way. You know, that's uh, that's the big thing. So, you know, if, you never if, know. If we were to ever lose touch for 15 to 20 years, which is obviously nuts, and I found out that you were in southern Texas <laughs> doing God knows what during the week, but on Friday nights, you are a fucking you know booster what? for a public high school football team in Texas. I, I don't even think I could be mad at you. 
I, that you're no. living out the dream. I'm the guy that's wearing my ring all around, showing it to all the guys. <laughs> Get you one of these, boys. Get you one of these. Um, yeah, that oh, would be. Uh, if we ever lose touch, that's a good. Uh, and you need to find me. That or in 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 Chester Gym at Potomac is a good is a good second guess. Um, yeah. Big if, if I just game, took like an RV like and just drove around the state of Texas, because like I'm trying to think, like you wouldn't be like you wouldn't go to Florida, you wouldn't go to Georgia, no. I and and you wouldn't go anywhere in that Southwest area besides Texas, right? And I know you wouldn't go like near a city, Texas, too. You you would go oil, rural. I like it. I right, like it. This right, is a good play. Right. Small town, whole <laughs> city closes down for the game Friday night. Everyone's there. Doesn't matter what's going on. You're at the game. If you were, uh, God, I forget the fucking actor's name or the character's name, but if you were the main guy in Shawshank, you wouldn't have that poster of Mexico. You'd have that poster of Odessa Permian High School Mojo fucking football. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Have you heard the uh, Shane Gillis bit? You know that stand-up comedian. I uh, love Shane Gillis. He's hilarious. He's uh, he's got a bit where he's like talking about uh, race and football. And he's like, if you see yeah. a movie, remember the Titans. They were the last school to uh, to you know conjoin, and they went four weeks. And they were like, have you seen the goddamn football team? Everyone just <laughs> forgot about race. Everyone just <laughs> forgot about race. People care so much about football that yeah. it's really it's it's above a lot of factors in in our society. It's just right. like I love that. It's football. It's football, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. All right. Well, we are at 53 minutes. I think it's a good time to cut it out. Episode two of the Get the Fuck Out of Here podcast. Uh, I'm Willow Shea co-hosting this with Jonathan Gandy. Oh, I forgot to tell you. We uh, uh, are, My logo guy has got okay. a rough draft of a logo, so I'll show you that in a second. Okay, but, uh, nice. He, he got the idea. or He literally I, – I, have you ever been on AI, uh, ChatGPT? Yeah, it's awesome. I haven't been at all. Cool. That He got like he eight, uh, okay, eight sample logos on nice. that. And honestly, uh, we won't get too far into it. It'll be a, a topic for next week, but – I I can't trust AI. I, I feel like as I can't I have to stay away. As soon as I get one foot in the door, I'm not gonna do a single original thing for the rest of my life. Right. Are you using it it's for, pretty for sweet. good amount of stuff? I'm not using I'm using it just I don't use it for anything like work wise, but I just think it's cool to like if I'm bored, go on there and just search random things and see what it comes up with. I got um, a lot of worries. I got a lot of worries about it. But cool. we don't have time for my worries. So that's right. Anyways, John, fantastic talking to you as always. Great episode. And I will see you next week. And, yeah, and let me get this. So we're the get out of here pod though, right? Isn't so it we're that? the get out of here pod. I think though it's all right if I, you know, add a little, you know, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right, right. But the actual name is get out of here. <laughs> yeah, the, right, the actual yeah. name is get out of here. Is it is it confusing if I say get, if I add the fuck? I, I feel like it might be. That's what I'm thinking. I think we need to get out of here because then we can go – you know, new episode of, you know, how they say, you know, PF or PMT, new episode GOH, get out of here, you know. <laughs> it, it gets a little tough when you start adding all the little letters in. So I think, get yeah, out I don't of know here. if GOH, yeah. I, I think, get out of here. I'm walking here, pod, back again, episode, episode two. That might be what we need to, to go down. Yeah. I, and I feel like it would almost make sense if I finish it. Like, literally, like the last thing we say is, get out of here.